0: Hi, I'm M. Sauter, better known as Pints and Panels. And I'm
1: Don Tess, better known as the Don of Beer.
0: And this is the All About Beer podcast. So this week, we are going to talk about cold IPAs. Don, have you ever had a cold IPA?
1: I've never had one, and I will confess that I've actually even mocked them uh, online. Shameful. Yes, shameful. Yes. That
0: is shameful. because I'm looking I, forward I mean, to learning about it, though. They are so good. I am a huge cold IPA fan ever since I had one um, about a year ago or so and they are just delicious drinkable it's everything that I want in an IPA I'm excited that they are being made and we are going to actually talk to the founder and creator of the cold IPA Kevin Davey of Wayfinder today
1: yeah and uh you know when you first proposed this episode I was a little bit skeptical but then you kind of, you know, convinced me, and then I'm super excited because, as you mentioned, Kevin invented the thing. So who better to learn about this uh, from than, than Kevin Davy?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So this is the All About Beer podcast. Visit us on our social media channels and at allaboutbeer.com. If you like this podcast, why not throw us some uh, some loot at uh, the Patreon.com forward slash All About Beer.
1: So we'll introduce Kevin and get into a conversation. But first, we're going to take a moment to uh, hear from our sponsors of the show. And if you would like to help support the All About Beer podcast, reach out to podcast at allaboutbeer.com.
2: This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning, craft, non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great-tasting brew anytime you want, even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code Beer 20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more.
1: Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms, and the weekly show features long-form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search, drink beer, think beer.
0: Kevin Davey is a new school lager enthusiast based in the Pacific Northwest who pushes the envelope of what lager can be. After training at the prestigious World Brewing Academy that shares locations in Chicago and Munich, he went on to become lead brewer at Chuckanut Brewery in Bellingham, Washington and helped the team win Small Brewery of the Year at the Great American Beer Festival in 2011.
1: After racking up many medals for small batch authentic German style lagers, Kevin moved to Firestone Walker Brewing Company in Paso Robles, California, to hone his craft at a regional craft brewery. Seattle called him home to the Northwest, so he landed as head brewer of Gordon Beer Brewery Restaurant in the Pacific Place Mall, where he learned the taxing art of brew pub work.
0: During that time, he won gold medals for Bach at the World Beer Cup and Hellas at JABF. He was then sought out to be principal brewmaster at Wayfinder Beer, marrying his lover, love of lagers and IPA, where he continues to innovate to this day.
3: Kevin, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, everyone.
0: Yeah, it's really nice to chat with you. How's it, How are things in... Uh sunny Portland?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it's actually been, so I grew up in Oregon and it's been kind of like Oregon in the 80s and 90s where it doesn't really get nice until after July 4th. So it's been nice. It kind of feels like pre-climate change.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. Well, that's nice. (laughs)
3: Um,
0: Cool. Well, we, we have brought you here today because you, sir, are the inventor of the cold IPA. Is this correct? Do I have this right?
3: <laughs> yeah, yes, for better or worse. I guess so. Like uh created a monster, I feel like.
0: No, no. I so uh Don knows, um, and I think a lot of people know that I am a huge cold IPA enthusiast. I love it. I think it's the best awesome. new thing since uh the black IPA. Um I'm just <laughs> or the NEPA <laughs> or any other IPA. I just like beer. Uh Great. so I, I wanted to, I guess Don. Don, have you ever had a a cold IPA? Um,
1: I have not actually ever even tried one, but, um, and I will confess that um, what I've read about it, you know, uh, it sounds a lot like an IPL. And so I'm super excited to learn from Kevin why I'm wrong.
0: Well, it is not an IPL. And Kevin, uh, Kevin, can you break down very quickly before we go into? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about how much I love the cold IPA. I am again, huge fan, huge, 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 huge fan. People, I've become, I've become. They people are like, hey, can you stop talking about the cold IPA? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I just want to talk about it all the time. Um, well, so that's Can awesome. you, yeah.
2: Can you walk?
0: That's... Yeah. Go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about the cold IPA. What it is. Why is it different than an IPL? Uh, why are people wrong when they assume it's just a rebranded IPO? Because uh, CERT is not for sure.
3: I, I think it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, w- worth this. I think that a lot of people are upset because there's that I confess that there's logger yeast used and therefore if it's an IPA with logger yeast, there's only one bracket it can fall into, which I found I find a little absurd and I find it a little um, um, a little narrow minded um to be honest just because you know like they're like i feel like in the ale categories of beers you know you have such wide you know like why isn't new england ipa just india wheat ale what's the difference
0: um yeah
3: so i i i I, and and, and frankly there was a lot of people saying this is just india wheat ale (laughs) or whatever that's going to be um I think that styles change and it depends on who's making them and calling them what they are at the present moment. And right now in the world with social media and the internet age, like things are changing far rapid, more rapid than we're used to. And so that the fact that a beer could come out, gain a little traction, then all of a sudden it's in everyone's, you know, brewpubs pubs across the nation um, is cool, but it's also kind of alarming for a lot of people because they're not ready for change. And I think that's kind of true with a lot of things, I guess.
0: That's, I um, mean, but the thing is a cold, like I, 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 am going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I have a small, small rant, and then we'll talk about what a cold IPA is. And I know Don is curious about that. And a lot of people are, um, I mean, you can make a blonde ale can be made with lager yeast, but still called an ale. A Baltic porter is usually a lager, uh, yeah. and, and a porter is an ale, a tropical stout is warm fermented lager yeast. So, uh, uh, who cares is my, yeah. <laughs> is my is my thought so like, yeah my,
3: yeah how it presents is really how we're, we're talking about it you know like if you if when we made cold ipa and we set it down in front of somebody i can say this i'm gonna let the cat out of the bag all our ipas are made with lager yeast not just the cold IPAs. and it here other, first everybody
1: <laughs> other
3: than like our hazy ipa which we actually get yeast from great notion or we buy some dry yeast for that but all the other ipas we've always used lager yeast we just never told anyone and no one's noticed and no one's like well hey Kevin this west coast IPA drinks a lot more like an IPL why aren't you calling it an IPL
0: wow breaking news because it news. doesn't matter it, uh, doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah frankly that's so fascinating cool and I love yeah
3: I I'm also going to say that although I'm saying that out loud there's a lot of other breweries who do this and <laughs> they just don't say it out loud so mm-hmm. and that goes with lagers that are made with ale yeast beer on a professional level and and i think that it's hard because brewers have this public trust and styles can be kind of monolithic and we want people to think about them as as a certain way but how we get to our finish line can be different you know honestly i i know of some regional um speaking of uh uh uh, wheat ale or something like that you know i i know of a regional wheat ale here in the northwest that isn't widmer but um that's made with lager yeast and they've just always said you know it's it's a hefeweizen you know does it doesn't i mean how you get there and also my, my personal opinion is that like if it if it's presenting a certain way you know you don't need to look under the skirt and see how it's made you know right. like this fear, is fear. this to yep. me is ale it looks like ale smells like it you know it, it it's presenting as an ale just go with it and quit trying to put it into a bucket
1: that's how i, I agree try. with that and then you you sort of uh glossed over it but i am fully aware of some lagers that are made with uh that they're marketed as lagers that are uh fermented with ale yeast yeah, yeah.
0: and they they probably happy. taste great and they're good and yep. who can you know who cares drink what you like that's my yeah. that's my motto good and, yeah. you know, I'm still of-
1: sitting on the edge of my seat. I still want to know what a cold IPA is.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Got to tell Don what a cold IPA is.
3: Okay. So <laughs> the background story is that we were trying, like we, uh, when we opened up um, uh, Wayfinder, I really wanted to make a hazy IPA because that was up and coming in Portland. It was already quite there in the West Coast or on the East Coast. I'm sorry. So we knew we were going to have a hazy on tap just as like, you know what, this is, this is trendy. And I think it's a great challenge. and I like the beers. Um, then we we're going to have a West Coast IPA. And I kind of wanted to have another IPA in rotation that kind of was challenging to both of those. Like, what if we made one that is, it, and this goes back to when I was designing the beers at Wayfinders, I wanted things to be contrasting. If we're going to make a Hellas that is 17 bitterness units and bright yellow, our Pilsner should be decocted and more amber, maybe check to very bitter. I don't want I don't want a customer to sit down, try our two beers, try two beers that are similar and not be able to tell them apart. And I think that that's more engaging customer experience when you're at a pub to have the beers be very loud for, you know, for each style that they are. And so that kind of led me to Cold IPA. Now, what 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 we originally were doing was um, one of the things that we invested in heavily at Wayfinder at the beginning was a decoction. Um, a decoction kettle so a a cereal cooker and that was one of the ways that we really wanted to make flavor differences that other brewers maybe couldn't just based on equipment we didn't we knew that our approach wasn't going to be a lot of barrels and a lot of um fruit and sour aging we just didn't want to do that avenue and we didn't really want to do any mixed culture we wanted to focus on lagers and ipa so how do we build more flavor and that the decoction kettle was part of it um, after playing with that, I really did some deep diving into adjunct brewing and brewing with corn and rice. Um, shout out to Greg Casey, Troy Casey's dad, um, <laughs> I bothered him a lot about it. I don't, from Casey brewing and blending, Um, he worked at Stroh's and Paps and, um, Coors and stuff like that, and gave me a lot of pointers. Also Carl Lockert from Bridgeport gave me a lot of pointers too. Um, so we were, I was trying to play with whole grain instead of using a flaked adjunct or a pre-made um, like rice flake or corn flake. I wanted to actually use whole grains and incorporate that in. Um, after doing a lot of re- uh, reading about adjunct brewing, I found that this mantra that the Brewers Association and a lot of brewers like me have been saying over these years that corn and rice lighten the flavor and they make the beer cheaper. I frankly had a about face about it and I'm like, no, they don't. These are whole grains that we grow in the states that are good and that don't have uh, a flavor neutral character. Are they more subtle? Sure. I mean, but they are still an interesting flavor. Rice in particular, I got kind of into sake and I'm just like, there's so much flavor in rice that we're not talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, And right now we're using corn mainly because price of rice is kind of crazy right now, but um, I would like to go back to rice, but just being able to process it, I'd have to buy a mill. So I've Mm. I've been, anyway, that's a whole nother, I'm sorry. So the idea of cold IPA is using a high adjunct, um, high adjunct grist base. So whether it's corn or rice, we're going between 25 and 30% of our total grist base being that, and then balancing that with this high protein American barley, and American Barley has been grown two row barley and including six row as well, but um, there's also a really great, this might be kind of just dorky for the brewers listening, but Joe Hurtich, who, um, I think Joe, Joe Hurtich is one of the worked for Strohs and Paps. I got that wrong with yep. Mike Casey, I'm sorry. Um, he had this really great Master Brewers podcast about how two-row, the two rowification of six row barley. <laughs> it's and one how of my row, favorite
1: episodes.
0: I was oh, gonna really? say you're talking you're talking to some dorks here, Kevin. Yes. So oh, yeah, we're, we're especially Don. No, fa- uh, well, no, Don, you're a you're a bonafide
1: dork. Oh yeah, I interviewed Joe actually. <laughs> Anyways, go mm. ahead, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs>
3: well, you know, pass my number because I
1: I I found the thing
3: absolutely fascinating, and it was kind of playing into a lot of the stuff that I've you know read about when or learned about at Siebel, but that was a long that was you know 30, twelve years ago, um, and. I, I'm like, well, if we're going to, if if I'm going to make a truly American IPA, you know, I'm going to be using these two row malts that are now high protein, high fan, high Kohlbach index, all these things. I need to balance it with an adjunct. Okay, well, now I've got this base. It's kind of like this malt liquor thing. What if I made this beer a craft beer? <laughs> you know, like what if I just took what American craft brewer or American lager brewers were doing and kind of craftified that? You know, what if we, Took some things, took some elements of West Coast IPA, and maybe even incorporated some hops that we use in New England IPA, and made something a little bit different, a little bit more unique. So that's really what we're trying to do. Um, I branded as like Western than West Coast. So we're trying like when you think of West Coast, you think of uh, low low caramel malt or almost no caramel malt. I think a lot of people have actually skipped it and replaced it with maybe a Munich malt or a Vienna or something like that. Um, I'm saying, well, even get rid of that and let's just (laughs) use just Pilsner malt. And and as far as Pilsner malt goes, you know, actually use adjunct, it as light as possible. And then we also have the bitterness incredibly high. We're targeting a bitterness of at least 65 to 70 BUs. Um, The alcohol, um, the ADV on these, I've found that the sweet spot is about 7% alcohol. I know that a lot of cold IPAs you find out there are trending lower, and I, I think that a lot of people, like these beers that are trending lower. Frankly, I think that a little bit, a little bit higher boost, more like San Diego IPA works better with the hop load that I want to put in this beer. Um, it, that the, the increased alcohol kind of adds a sweetness where the beer is so dry on paper. So I just feel like having a little bit in there is is nice as a balance to hops. Aside from that too, if you're if you're at Wayfinder, we have no we have a plethora of session beers. So I I I do want some things that people get to, you know, that are bigger and more special. And cold IPA is one of them. Um and uh what else makes it so West Coast? You know, like I think that a lot of West Coasts are made with like Chico yeast or USO5 or something where it's really clean, you're looking for a clean profile, low ester profile. You know, you can't really get a cleaner profile than using a lager or 3470 our lager yeast uh warm it's quick fermenting it's it cleans up all of the vicinity di- di- the di the diacetyl precursors and stuff like that um and we get the whole beer done in 17 days and it really doesn't see a long cold maturation time it doesn't see a cold dry hop um so unlike a lager and unlike a IPL it is on in the fermentation side it's we treat it almost exactly like we would Chico
0: what's the when you say warm fermented what's the temperature that you're cranking that to so is it like an ale or are you going a little lower or higher what's the what's the temp
3: uh ale temp 65 is what we do for this
0: and And i uh, i yeah i agree with you with the seven percent i've only so we don't have them here in connecticut on the east coast yet where this is hazy i'm in hazy country um, but I've only had, I've had one from hello friend. So the clean side of rare barrel did a collab with Cerebral in Denver mm. and they did a cold IPA and it was 7% with Comet, And it was awesome. Unbelievably good. And the thing that like it, you pour it, it looks like a cream ale. Cause right. it's so light and it's filtered. It looks like you're drinking like a, almost like a Budweiser, but it's so flavorful and I, I i agree i usually want a lower abv but the 7% was that's that's the sweet spot you're absolutely i mean you invented it so you know uh, i also <laughs> yeah. I, yeah
3: we tried lower and um um i the other thing about it is it's actually really high apparent degree of fermentation so oh. our we're getting 83 to 85% adf on on these beers and a lot of that is you know in this when we were doing this 2018 was kind of like high-level hop creep times and we were having to deal with hop creep and so one of my ways was let's just dry hop it toward the end of fermentation and let it creep as much as it wants um, we'll get it super dry and we'll design the beer to be dry you know that, so yeah that that that's really high creep,
0: yeah. that's very dry
1: so so two things there then because you're you as you were describing cold ipa you were kind of comparing it to you know west coast and san diego are you typically using classic sea hops, or are you experimenting with the more recent, you know, mosaics and citrus and then also in terms of your hop scheduling West Coast style like you're, you're actually adding hops to the kettle and things like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know it's
3: kind of funny because you get these trends in beer and brewers kind of apply them to everything it's like well we got to cool down the whirlpool and add mosaic and citra for our New England IPA. So we should do the same thing for our Czech Pilsner, but just use sots. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how that beer was ever made, you know, like. Right. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's not, I'm not afraid. We always, we use a lot of hops. We actually use um, Flex Alpha Acid in our original cold IPA just to get the bitterness higher. So we usually, we're using like a Magnum and Flex at the beginning of the boil. We're adding a mix of Mosaic and Centennial at the last 10 minutes and at the Whirlpool. And then um, we're dry hopping it with classic sea hops. So Chinook, Cascade and Amarillo. Okay, um, cool. And that's the original one. We've done a few uh, um, off ones, um, Chrono Kinetic, which was made with um, a lot of Centennial, and then also Motueka and really pushing that Motueka button and Citra. That one was really fun. We just recently did one called Jazz Witch. Um, trademark, by the way. I love that name. It's um, a great name. <laughs> and that was with the new HBC 586, which I think everybody's going to hear a lot about. I think it's getting a name this year. I'm really excited about that, Hop. I really like it. Um, 586, and then some great Nelson Sauvin, some Crystal, and some Comet that we get, uh, some Crystal from down here in Oregon that we really like.
2: And that Easy, was more yeah.
3: fruity. We kept the bitterness a little bit lower, but still the the boozy stuff.
0: Can you tell us a little more about five eighty six and why you're very jazzed about it? Like, um, what's I, what's the I, flavor? What's like, what what's going on with that one?
3: For me, I'm getting like a lot of like mango guava, you know, in a, in a way that kind of like that style rich uh, hop that you that we've that we've that we've seen more in a lot of like new zealand hops and this 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 hop i've been very excited about just for that and um we just recently for our um five-year anniversary beer we did a collab with firestone and nice we did we used a little 586 in this double dry hop cold ipa it'll be coming out in a couple weeks
0: um yeah
3: Yeah, I don't know how anyone's going to get their hands on it because I, you know, (laughs) I don't do the sales, but we'll figure it out. You let me know and we'll maybe some of it will go to Tabor. But um, so we were doing uh, actually dip hopping on that one, too. So we were using 586 and fermenting on top of that hop and and trying a couple different techniques that um, Sam and I from Firestone were talking about back and forth. Um, But yeah, I think that that as far as having um, Survivables from the beginning of fermentation, and even in hot side, I think five eighty six has a lot of uh, potential there. So I've only played with it once or twice, though. So I, it'd be better. I'm, and I'm also more, you know, seventy percent of what we do is lager. so I'm, I'm, I can't really be the authority on the newest hops. <laughs> you, know it, you, you know what
0: you know what you like, and you're excited about it, and that's all that matters, really. So, <laughs> and if you're into it, then all the hop other people in the in the beer world are going to be excited about it so i'm always excited when new hops come out what are you about you done
1: I right bet you're uh i would say it depends on the hop i think sometimes people are inventing new hops just for the sake of inventing new hops so uh 586 sounds pretty cool I'll, I'll, it does sound, i'll look for it. yeah
0: yeah so let's take a short break and hear from this episode sponsors and then we'll come back and talk about uh the reception of cold ipa because i want to know uh i want to know what people say to you about cold ipa because i bet it's Uh, interesting.
2: This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times, downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want, even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code Beer 20 and free shipping on two six-packs or more.
1: Hi, this is John Hall, the editor of All About Beer, inviting you to check out the Drink Beer, Think Beer podcast. It's available on all of the major platforms, and the weekly show features long-form conversations with brewers, growers, and personalities from the beer industry. New episodes release every Wednesday. Just search Drink Beer, Think Beer. And we're back with Kevin Davey of Wayfinder Beer. Um so yeah, before we went to commercial, um uh M mentioned uh, let's let's talk about you know how the public reception has been of cold IPA. Um
3: it's actually been really interesting because I feel like uh um, you know, the scene in Anchorman well well that, you know, that happened real quick or whatever it was, you know, like <laughs> At one point, people are like, oh, this is kind of a cool thing. Maybe we should make it. We, you know, we tried something. And then all of a sudden, it's like everyone's made it and like half people hate me for it and half people don't. It's like, what, like, why why does it matter? I just kind of like made up a beer and called it Cold IPA and everybody's got their um, underwear and a bunch about it. I understand that like, uh, that it can be a little challenging to make a beer with lager yeast and that people want to call it IPL. It's just IPL. I've had a lot of people come up and just tell me that, you know, I'm a butthead for making an IPL and (laughs) and just rebranding it. And I'm like, you know what? If at the end of the day, you just rebrand your IPL as cold IPA, I think you're wrong, but hey, I did you a favor, right? Because your IPL is probably not selling very well because nobody likes it. Not that nobody likes it.
0: Nobody likes IPL. (laughs) I stand with nobody likes IPL. Uh, I really love the um, article that you wrote in the New School Beer Blog about what a cold IPA is. And the differences between a cold IPA and a cold uh, and a, excuse me, and an IPL because you really show that they're different. Uh, I get a lot of pushback when I talk about cold IPA on my website Pints and Panels, so I created a visual cue. And yeah, they're they're very similar, but there are differences. Um, I think that um, I also when I'm going to go on a small small side rant. Uh, right. Who cares what it's called? What is cold IPA? That doesn't mean what is a West Coast IPA? If I'm a casual drinker, that doesn't mean anything to me. What's a New England IPA? I don't know what that means. I just know it's an IPA and I want to drink it. So if something is given to me that's called a cold IPA, that sounds delicious. Please give me one. So
1: can I ask Kevin actually about that? Like, where did the name, how did you think of that name, particularly when? you know, you, as you say, you fermented it at, a, at an ale temperature. So where does cold IPA come from?
3: Uh, it seems a bit iconoclastic, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'll, this comes all back to big beer. It was kind of like a nudge to um, adjunct brewing, like cold filtered, bold flavored. You know, I was just, you know, just riffing on a lot of those terms that, you know, uh, the big brewers used to describe their beers that craft brewers never use, you know, like, I don't know. Triple, <laughs> hop, so triple, like,
0: hop, triple hops brewed. Like, yeah. Some sure, of that stuff, yeah. Every, doesn't, every,
3: ridiculous.
1: And you need I to have that, a label that changes color when you put the
3: can oh, in the ice.
0: Yeah. That I sounds mean, outrageously expensive, but that's how, yeah.
3: I think that's kind of, I don't know. I'm, 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 some of that stupid marketing, I think is kind of fun. You know,
0: when the the jazz, witch plays her saxophone, your beer is ready to drink.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the other thing that like a lot of our branding and a lot of the stuff that we're doing at Wayfinder. um, When we started Wayfinder, it was like uh, my refrain from lager brewing is always like, and, and I think it's great that a lot of people do the whole like the the lederhosen and the oompa music and the pretzels and the and the everything super german you know and but we never wanted to do that we wanted to make our goal was to like hey let's make let's make lager beers the way that german brewers make them but let's just make them cool and fun so that people can it can be more approachable and and that's make beer fun has kind of been a lot of our marketing motif you know like we have a pilsner called party time pilsner it's an authentic Bavarian style Pilsner, but you know, maybe partying will help, you know, like maybe, maybe it's just time to party. Like, I don't know. It's easy. It's easier. It's easier for me to consume that kind of marketing. And it's just a little tongue in cheek. It's just a little cheeky. I, I think it's great. Um, Cold IPA also for me, if you're not in, like, if you're a BJCP judge, um, I think immediately you're like, cool. What? ale cold contrasting doesn't make sense you know but um if you're just an ip casual ipa drinker and you walk into a bar and you're like i'll get the cold ipa and then a yellow fizzy hop forward beer gets in front of your face it all makes sense you know and that's that's who i'm selling the beer to
0: do the customers like uh like what are your casual drinkers and i will say shout out to the wayfinder pub is uh if you find yourself in portland oregon i highly recommend a visit. Uh, one of the best tasting rooms I've experienced. Great food. Thank uh, you. And I'm not just saying that because you're our guest. I had a wonderful, slightly tipsy time there uh, a couple years ago, and I very much enjoyed myself. Uh, it was the first time I ever had a Czech dark lager. Was oh, boy. nice. Yeah, and I was so excited about it. It was so, so good. And then now I see them everywhere, and it's wonderful. So it was, it's a great place to drink. So what are those people that are just coming in Beer lovers, casual drinkers come into your restaurant, bring their family, or if you're not 20, are you 21? And Oregon has weird laws. Oh. Um, yeah, no,
3: we're, we're, everybody's welcome. We have okay. like a wine list and we've got cocktails and we've got, we've got cookies on the dessert menu. You know, bring your grandma. We don't care.
0: Great. Wonderful. What is grandma thinking about the cold IPI? Like, are they the casual drinkers? What do they think about the beer?
3: I, you know what? I, I don't really, go, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say that, like, uh, I got my finger on the pulse of um, some of the casual beer drinkers, but I feel kind of isolated as a brewer, you know, and uh, I need to probably go sit at the bar and go, what do you think of this thing? You know, but
0: I'm sure. Um, I mean, if it's selling, then people are liking it. That's good. Right. And if and, other and for, people are making it, then you're doing something right. I think for the
3: first couple of years, like what we started in, I think it was like August of 2018 or September, somewhere in there is the first one we brewed. And we always just kind of had it come out, you know, and kind of kept it around on the menu. It's kind of like a fun, fun IPA. Um, and around 2020 is really when it started taking off. And I think that now, like when I look at the sales, we see our our hazy IPA, our hazy, I'm sorry, our hazy IPA at the pub is easily our number one seller for the most part. But nowadays, the cold IPA is beating it sometimes, and I'm like, yeah. hey. I, it's got enough word out there. People know that we're, we're the ones who made it. And uh, we've got a lot of tourists who just come in and want to try it and are usually really pleased with it.
1: Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask actually kind of the opposite of M's question. Like, what do the beer geeks think? And when you become known as the inventor of a beer style, do beer geeks actually make an effort to come to Wayfinder and say, I want to go there and have the original cold IPA? <laughs> the, I, I've had a lot of beer geeks
3: come and do that. And usually pretty happy with it, but um I definitely have a lot of my brewer friends who, you know, kind of give me give me shit about it. They're just like, "Oh yeah, you think you're so fucking like, special?" It's like, "Okay, well, no, I'm, I don't know." It's but a, you've invented like, in a beer weird.
0: style. <laughs> I, I am really special. <laughs> you
3: know, like it was just like a, I, I just made a beer that I called Cold IPA, and then everybody else started trying to make something. What really happened is we made this like we made Cold IPA, and then people started making beer called cold IPA, but I kind of think that they were kind of screwing it up. And mm. so like, you know, cause a lot of people were dry hopping it. They were just kind of rebranding a IPL. And I'm like, well, no, it's not a rebranded IPL. It's something different. Um, but the idea was to get, if if like, the, like, there are some things in cold IPA, we don't dry hop cold and we don't long cold age and all of that's you know it isn't a dry hopped pilsner and i think a lot of brewers were just like well this is just a dry hopped pilsner i'm like no it's not like it's for one thing it's not all pilsner malt for another thing it's not really like lager it's we i mean we turn around this beer in 17 days which is pretty conservative for a nail. like we could probably cut that down but we don't like working weekends so we're still a small team (laughs) but but i guess to to my point is um I was just kind of afraid that like everybody would make these things and then it would get kind of get trashed uh, like the beer style would you know, everyone would start hating on it. and I feel <laughs> I reached out to Kim from um social kitchen uh, um but, but he's the guy who did the Brut IPA and everything like that and he's a friend of mine. and uh, I was just like, I, you know I sent him, I called him up. I'm like, hey, did. Did everybody did when you came up with Brute IPA did you have like this idea of what it was And he's like yeah yeah, yeah. and then everybody try to copy it and he's like yeah, yeah yeah and i'm like and did everybody like not follow what you said to do and he's like well, yes, and then they were through a lot of bad versions of it that went out there and he's like everybody knows that. <laughs> well, I don't want that to happen, so I kind of went on this like crusade where I did a bunch of podcasts and I. um. Yeah,
0: mainly just podcast, to be honest. <laughs> you, did, you do a really great job on your website where you almost have like BJP, BJCP style guidelines.
3: Oh yeah, I'm sorry,
0: uh, I also yeah, made a lot of memes. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, uh, that's, it's such a great, you're very good at being like, this is how you make it. This is, and it was really helpful for myself doing visual beer education to be like, oh wow, there are guidelines that I can follow because people are like, well, what's the difference? And I'm very, you know, sciencey and I go by the numbers. And I was like, well, there won't be any numbers. And there are numbers because you are thoughtful <laughs> enough to come up with the numbers. Well, and that so was people- also
3: after talking to Kim was, you know, he he started a Brood IPA uh, website too that he was trying to get redirected so that people would kind of like see links to articles about how to make it and, you know, and different ones that come out and how to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm going to just put that on our website so it's clickable on the Wayfinder website. I'm also like a a GABF and World Beer Cup judge. So I'm like, well, I'm just also going to make, and I sent it to the Brew Association. They didn't make a style yet, but
0: not yet. I bet next year. maybe. Yeah, I
3: think they really missed the boat on that one. I think they probably could have got a lot more entries than um, Irish Red Ale, but whatever.
0: Hey, Um, don't knock (laughs) the humble Irish Red. Uh, No, but I get what you're saying are there people in the Portland area who are making cold IPAs that you're like, yes, thank you. Do you want to give any like shout outs to anyone who's doing it? That's like, or are you like, we're not there yet.
3: (laughs) Oh no. I think that there's been, I've had a lot of really good ones. Um, I think Fremont has made some really great versions of them. Um, Freem also has made some really nice ones here in the Northwest. Um, I'm gonna not remember somebody who did a great one, and then they're gonna be like, "Hey, wait, you mentioned me." Um, that's okay.
0: That'll I'm be, sorry. Can, you can come. You can come back, and we'll just have a shout out to Cold. I, we'll do Cold IPA too.
1: Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. All will be will be shout outs to good yeah. good ones.
0: We'll yeah. be like, "Hey, you, you did a great job." You, uh, no, we'll we'll <laughs> only talk about the good ones. We just here. We're here to celebrate. We're not here to bad mouth. Although we just did bad mouth the humble red ale, but that's fine. That's fine. I will.
3: I will get on the high horse and say Irish red ale is really boring.
0: Okay, Oof. that's fine. Oh, all right. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Well, it was great to talk <laughs> to you today. Um, <laughs> you can leave now. No, uh, I, I mean, hey, you like what you like, and if but you can't not talk. You know, you can't be happy all the time about certain styles. I don't know. I've had some really good when they're the roast note of the. We're, exactly. Now we're talking about yeah, when you get that nice roasted barley note of an iron. You just haven't I think, had. ai am gonna. We have
1: a future episode. M.
0: I'm gonna mail you. And yes. Kevin
1: won't be invited.
3: Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> I will admit, Em, that I have had one Killian's Irish red in my life, and that's it. Start and end. That's what my I Well, we
0: need oh, in I'm gonna send you some beer mail and I'm gonna find you <laughs> some really good because there's some really good Irish reds out there. Or I'm gonna email Chris over if you're judging jbf this year. I'm gonna put you on the Irish red medal table and um yeah and then you're gonna have and you're gonna be like wow I didn't know that Irish Reds could be this oh, bold uh, and wonderful and th- th- and once th- you've
1: done that I have a challenge for Kevin I would Ooh. like Kevin then to make a kick-ass Irish Red Ale fermented with a lager yeast <laughs> done because that's probably
0: what Killian's was using
1: probably. um yeah, yeah. Most, likely. A,
0: most likely but yeah that's uh it's just I'm I'm so glad that we got to talk today because it's really interesting to talk to someone who's invented a style that is I really do believe has great staying power uh, in the beer world. I liked what uh John Palmer wrote an article about it and he described it as a West Coast cream ale, right. And I liked did you agree with that sentiment or
3: Yeah, to a degree, I think okay. so. I mean, you could kind of do those kind of you could kind of bucket any beer like that, right? And I, I think John's I for one thing I'm honored because when I started homebrewing, I read How to Brew by John Palmer. And I was just like, okay, well, this was now this guy's writing about this beer I made up, and it's hilarious. But um, so shout out to John if he's listening. But um, Hi John. The he'll uh listen, he'll listen. He'll listen sooner or <laughs> later. Um I think you kind of like, isn't California Common just um a like American hopped Merzen. like, can't, can't you just kind of do that with almost any e style? Yeah, <laughs> like, like is. isn't it a little bit of this and that? Sure. Yeah, it is. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that like, we're only like, I'm working with malton hops here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, unlike a lot of beer styles that have come out that are, you know, using salt and fruit and, um, spices and stuff like
0: that chicken you know i don't know who knows you can (laughs) brew with any yeah you can brew with anything nowadays
3: i think that it's i think that it's i think that a lot of craft brewers and craft beer enthusiasts drinkers and stuff like that there's been so much of you know let's put donuts and mash let's do that you know like the innovation has been a lot of flavors that aren't beer flavors and cold ipa is is the most beer flavored beer you know it is adjuncts and lager malt and you know a lot of hops and that's it and it's kind of bulletproof you know I, it really makes the American pilsner malt shine when you add that much uh, adjunct on top and then it just everything ferments pretty cleanly and I, I find them really um you could I feel they're repeatable people can have them again they can try different things on them and I think that it's so am I, I would agree with you that I think it has some staying power i hope it has some staying
0: power i'm a huge fan uh it's ever i say it's everything the ipl isn't uh because i'm just ipls are so you and you write about this in the the new school beer blog where it's just they're kind of either too grassy because the lager can't help the hops or they're just kind of one note and you're it's just they're not as drinkable as they could be i'm sure there there are good ipls out there i'm not trying to bag on the ipl but the cold IPA makes the, it's the, the evolution of the style of the IPL. And that's very, very exciting to see in 2022, even though, I mean, I know that the style is a few years old, but seeing the beer, you know, we're working with, yeah, we're working with a little bit limited ingredients and you're making something new. And it's very, very exciting. It makes the beer, the evolution of beer more thrilling. So I wanted to thank you for the no, cold IPA.
3: Well, you're very welcome. The, um... I think it is kind of, I mean, if you want to marry styles on cold IPA, it's kind of a marrying of IPL and brood IPA, to Mm. be honest. Like, brood IPA, well, well, when was that, 2015, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there? And, um, you know, I had that in mind when we were doing this, like, what would be our answer to brood IPA? Because I don't want to use an ale and I don't want to use exogenous enzymes. I didn't want to make it the way... That Kim did, but um, you know, I, I, I what would, what, what would a lager brewer spin on this be? I mean, the other thing as, as far as like just how to make cold IPA. If you're a lager brewer out there, you, you're making a lot of helles and pilsner and stuff like that. You have a lot of extra lager yeast around, and making an IPA with it, you don't have to harvest from it. So, it's the easiest thing to do in the brewery. <laughs>
1: Um, I just have one last question uh, that I, I, you know, I think we kind of glossed over is, was there specific thinking behind using lager yeast for this? It seems counterintuitive.
3: Right. Well, I mean, I I, I did kind of bring that up just now, but um, it is our house string. And so we have a lot of it all the time, ready to harvest, you know, on a weekly basis and then making an IPL and then dry hopping on it. It's a higher gravity beer. It's not as harvestable. We we wanted to kind of dry hop this toward the end of fermentation, and you know we can't harvest off a dry hopped beer.
1: So
0: yeah, that was. I kind guess of, I
1: was sorry. I, I guess what I meant is more like you 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 mentioned that all of your IPAs are are fermented with the lager yeast, other than your hazy. So was there specific thinking there? Is it is it just um, brewery economics? I
3: mean, mainly. Okay. Mainly brewery economics. It, it made it free yeast, you know. Which is, yeah. I mean, I could. We live in Portland. We're in this magical place that a lot of brewers that maybe listening to this don't understand. But like brewers in Portland, all just share yeast, and we like hardly ever have to buy anything. <laughs> and we also oh. like share ingredients. Like, oh crap, I'm out of X. Start the text down the road, and like everybody around, we're all like within like a mile of each other, so it's pretty handy. Um, cool. So, yeah, I could go Bug Breakside or um, a few other places to get Chico yeast. And we tried that. But I, I think that my big thing with cold IPA is I wanted to make something that tasted very different than Chico beers because there's just that it has become so ubiquitous here in the Northwest.
0: So, Don, do you want a cold IPA now?
1: I do. I very much so. And particularly, um, I, I'm excited. I'm very, very excited by the way kevin you thought about um uh you know the the, the high protein high diastatic power you know six row ish two row um uh, barley and 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 built a beer from ingredients up i love it i'm super excited super excited to try one
3: thanks yeah i mean I, I, we tried to do that with all of the beers <laughs> you know like yeah, we the other thing about Wayfinders we're a small ten barrel system and uh, we don't we don't have a silo so it's we have different base malt for almost all of our beers hmm. and that was always something that we really wanted to focus on was using different ingredients I mean it's not as efficient once you get a base malt in a silo you can really hone in your brewing practice to where you have like the best efficiencies but you know for us we wanted to have different flavor profiles it was more important to us than um. Being the most efficient brewer in the world, so our like Hellas is made with Barca Pilsner, our Czech Pilsner is made with Bohemian Pilsner, um, the the cold IPAs are made with a, a Great Western Superior Pilsner. Um, yeah, it just keeps going. We're making Oktoberfest right now with almost all of the animal. It's fun.
0: Oh. That's awesome. I'm so I know I want more. Now I want beer. I need a beer. <laughs> Don, we should drink a beer.
1: Yeah, actually, um, we should go
0: to Portland. Is what we should do. Yeah, all right, let's go. We'll go to yeah. Portland. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd love to come and visit. Um, I haven't been to Port. I lived in Oregon for a year, um, eleven years ago, and it is just such a. Your weather is weird. Uh, the, yep. the yeah the dry in the dry or wet I, I like four seasons you don't have that but it's a wonderful place with wonderful nice people making really really good beer so um, go to Wayfinder drink a cold IPA if you can't get to Portland bother your local brewery to brew a cold IPA because I would love to see more cold IPAs out there they are delicious try to find them Kevin thank you so much for being on our program today it was a pleasure
1: you bet it was great to great to be here thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Okay, that was awesome. Um, I learned a lot. I love the way Kevin explained uh, not only what cold IPA is, but also how he came up with the idea. I love the way that he didn't just, uh, I'm going to make this beer and throw a bunch of hops in it and, uh, you know, actually thought about um, the status of ingredients uh, as they sit today, what hops look like, what malt looks like, and he created a beer uh, t- to celebrate that, I just think that was awesome. So it's I'm convinced. Super, yeah. yeah, I'm super it's convinced. Gr-
0: it's great. He's such a nerd, <laughs> like a real <laughs> brewer's brewer, and I mean that in like a, a I I use the term nerd in a in a friendly way, um, yes. not in a dorky way. Although we've just talked about dorks, it's fine. Uh, I really, you know, he really is methodical and thoughtful. And, and when you have Wayfinder beers, uh, and I've only had a few of them, you can taste the quality, the tradition, the thoughtfulness, you know, when you have a really good beer and you know, the people behind it were genuinely passionate about what they made. It, it shows, it shows in the yep. product and it shows with the creation of the cold IPA, how thoughtful it is and how exciting it is to have a new IPA style. I'm, I'm into it.
1: I need to find my way to wayfinders.
0: Yes. Yes, you do. It's, uh, the food is, uh, try the macaroni and cheese. If you're a cheese man, Um, uh, uh, highly recommended. That was what I ate. Uh, and the beers are everything they make is excellent. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see, uh, if Connecticut breweries, if you're listening, this is where I live, uh, please make a cold IPA. I love them. I think they're wonderful. And I think your customers will love them too.
2: The end. This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company's award-winning craft non-alcoholic beers are fit for all times. Downtime, work time, game time, even gym time. Pick a time and grab an athletic because it's about time you could enjoy a great tasting brew anytime you want. Even right now. Head to athleticbrewing.com and get some fresh brews delivered. New customers can even get 20% off with code allaboutbeer20 and free shipping on two six packs or more.
0: Visit allaboutbeer.com and follow us on social media at all about beer. Uh there is also a Patreon if you want to throw us some loot and support the show. Uh patreon.com forward slash About beer. Next, Don, we're gonna be talking about hops.
1: I'm uh yeah. What, what, is there really anything to talk about hops?
0: I don't, I don't think <laughs> so. Kidding, it'll course. be a, it'll be like a two minute. We'll be like, it's a plant it used to be a salad green back in the day shirt, sure, whatever. Um, yeah. But and super ha-
1: teaser. We've got, we got two really amazing guests lined up. So this I'm is very, awesome. very
0: excited. So but let's if you not ha- tell anybody. Who we're that. not going to tell it. No, no, okay. no. It's a secret. Uh, you'll have to wait and listen. Uh, if you have any questions for the experts, email us at podcast at allaboutbeer.com. And that's also the email for feedback, suggestions, inquiries, if you have an idea for a show, if you want to tell us how great we are, I'm always into that. I'm sure Don is too. We look forward to having you back uh, with a beer in hand, hopefully next time on the All About Beer podcast. Cheers.
1: Cheers.